Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hashtag Dysonomics Podcast. Make sure you listen to last week's one. Very great episode with my G Stephanie, aka Naysaga. Gaming, content creator, consultant, events organiser and all-round G community leader. So she speaks for her experience getting into the world of gaming, how her gender as well as race has, played, has impacted her journey, content creation, doing things for the black content creators, working with Microsoft, working with Sony and all of the above. Very interesting podcast. Of course, the money within the industry, all that type of stuff. So make sure you check that episode out. ASAP on all the streaming platforms, all that good stuff. Um, I forgot to say a shout out to people last week. You know, when you get that young Spotify wrap up, um, oh, I did say a shout out, so ignore that. <laughs> you don't need to listen to that. But shout out all the listeners anyway. Everybody who's been rocking with me for 2020, big appreciations. And we go again next year. Better podcast and all that good stuff. Make sure you jump on Patreon. Um, I dropped a piece this week. This one's free for everybody to read. So even if you're not on Patreon, just a taste as to what you can be privy to on Patreon. I spoke on Broke Shaman. So Broke Shaman is essentially making people feel inadequate due to their financial situation or perceived financial situation because sometimes the shaming ain't even accurate so i kind of described what shaming was what my stance on it is how it works how it impacts men the wider um, consequences of broke shaming how it links in with patriarchy how it impacts relationships all that type of stuff and just spoke about shaming in general so make sure you check that out i tried to be as light-hearted cheeky sometimes insulting sometimes understanding as possible so make sure you check that out on patreon.com this week's episode is back to the dreaded covid19 saturday september september you know saturday december the 19th boris johnson took to the stage to speak on a new covid tier so i'm going to speak in covid of course i'm going to describe the difference between the tiers what this new tier 4 is why we're in tier four, what's going to happen with us in tier four, how long we're going to be in it, how people are feeling, what the numbers are, and so on and so forth. So that's going to be the crux of today's pod. Yeah, so make sure you subscribe, follow, listen, tell a friend, tell a friend. Also, Instagram, Dysonomics, Twitter, underscore nomics, of course, and also the podcast, Instagram, Dysonomics pod. And I'm on Clubhouse. If you just search Dysonomics, you probably find me or Ayodisu. But yeah, let's get into this week's podcast. Hi, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. Hello, people. By the time we listen to this, if you are in London and most parts of southern 
southern southeastern England or east of England, you're likely stuck in tier four. There's 16 million of us, so we're going through this together. And this came about as of Saturday the 19th of December when Boris spoke to the nation. Well, as of Saturday, there are 534 deaths with the um, with a further 27,052 positive COVID tests. So the numbers are still significantly high. 534 people dying of a positive COVID test is way too high. Also, 27,000 people testing positive is a large number. People, the spread has mainly been in London, Southern Eastern and East England. And this has been mainly driven by the new variant of COVID. So earlier in the week, news broke, literally around the time when the vaccine was being implemented, the first dosage, I say, of a new variant, a new strand of COVID-19. And this is very normal for viruses. They tend to mutate over time. So they'll talk about how it's got more protein or blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to bore you with the science. Not to say science is boring, but I know many of my listeners aren't the most privileged to science, neither am I. So what is, what is it, why is this new strand significant? Well, currently, according to the science, there's no real evidence that this strand has made the virus more deadly in terms of mortality, has made the actual sickness that you can get from the virus any more severe. There's no real evidence from that. However, what there is quite significant evidence is that this virus is astronomically more transmissible. And what I mean by transmissible is that if you have this new strain of COVID, this strain has a higher percentage chance of being passed on to another person. So they're saying this strand is 70% more transmissible, which is insane. And if, and this, and to show how like dangerous this is in terms of transmission, when the government puts people into their tiers and tier three, and tier three was the most severe tiers where um, people weren't allowed to be in restaurants or stuff like that. I'd go to people's houses, what have you, may. The cases tend to go down over time. However, in Kent, the cases did not go down in tier three and they just couldn't understand it. The reason why is because of this new strand. Because this strand, this variant, shall I say, is more transmissible, even though you have have higher restrictions, because it is more potent in terms of being jumping from person to person, the cases were still rising. The cases were still high. So this has caused the government to act. So what is tier four? It probably best to have a quick recap of the tiers so we can kind of contrast and compare. So tier one, this is where you can continue to you continue to work from home. Maximum six people can link indoors, outdoors doesn't really matter. You this doesn't include single single households or support bubbles that the rules still go as as per usual. Restaurants and bars can open and they have to take their last orders by ten and they allow people to leave by eleven. Table service only. Football can still go ahead. Gyms, um, nail shop, hair shops, you name it. Tier two. Only pubs and bars and restaurants serving meals can open. So if you're at a bar, they have to be able to serve a substantial meal for them to open. So for example, 
me, shout out me and boy Yusuf, we had an event training on Sundays. And to have this event, we had to make sure that everybody was seated, there was table service, and you had to order a pizza to be able to go and get your, your drinks. No mix of households indoors apart from support bubbles. Maximum of six people can link up outdoors. So that's gyms still open, shops still open, hair shops, nail shops still open. Cool. Oh, and you can still play football, you can still play rugby, whatever. Now, tier three, restaurant bars and pubs closed except for delivery and takeaways. Indoor and entertainment venues all closed. No mix of households indoors or outdoors. Or, or sorry, in most outdoor spaces, unless support bubbles, maximum of six people in public places, such as parks, sports, courts, and public gardens. So we were, I was still able to play, jump on a young footy addicts and kickball on Friday because we were still in tier three. And also shops and personal care businesses were still open. So barbershops, hairdressers, etc. Your selfridges, your curries, your boots. No, no, boots are open anyway. Your body shops, your Primarks, all these type of stores were still open. So non-essential stores were still open. And of course, gyms were still open. Okay, hotels weren't open in, hotels weren't open in tier three, but they were open in tier two, by the way. Now, tier four. This is a new tier, cuz, yeah? New things. Um, tier four is essentially national lockdown, but regional. So this virtually almost identical to the same rules implied, applied when we had a national lockdown. They're being applied to London, South East England and, and East England. So all non-essential shops are closed. So no more Christmas shopping outdoors. All gyms are closed. Barbers closed, hairdressers closed, nail shops closed, eyebrow shop closed. No hotels. If you're in tier four, you cannot travel abroad unless it's for work. The relaxation period, which the country was given, like it was like a three-day window, that's been dropped for one day and that, that one day is Christmas only and that's for tiers one, two and three. Us in tier four, we don't get that. So technically, unless you're in a support bubble, you can't go to so-and-so's house for Christmas. That's off the cards. So there's no relaxation day. We in the mud. So that's tier four. So the government hit us with this quite drastically. And it's crazy because businesses, of course, were probably gearing up for Christmas. You know, you've got like boxing. I mean, Christmas Eve the 24th must be one of the most busiest days in terms of people traffic and actually expenditure. That's going to be taken away from the high street and many businesses. Think about all the people with hair shops and nail shops and barbers appointments all scattered. And they didn't get any notice. It wasn't like, oh, okay, by Monday or Tuesday. Do you know what I mean? It was literally, yeah, tomorrow. Sunday the 20th. So of course, businesses are not happy. But I don't blame the government for doing this. It's the smart thing to do. Me personally, I might have just slapped the whole country into lockdown. Because like you could travel between tiers and there's not enough restrictions. Like we don't have sick apps like maybe South Korea where it tells you, yo, there's a big spike in COVID here or here's a COVID hotspot do you know what I mean and you can kind of track where people are what have you may the test and trace track test and taste system has been a disaster so far so I might stop the whole country not done do you know that it's crazy it's absolutely crazy and it's mad because this week was meant to be a bit more optimistic the vaccine just dropped we're the first people to pattern a vaccine 350,000 people have been have had their first dose of the vaccine like I was walking past uh, a general practice in my area where I live and I saw like loads of people queuing and obviously they were the more elderly people because it's like 85 pluses and care workers who are first in line so 
things were looking up. And it's so funny because earlier this week, people are like, yo, the cases, da 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 da. Should we really be doing this relaxation period? And Boris was like, no, no, I still want to go ahead. A couple of days later, oh, yeah, it's X. Dr. Chan Nagpal, the British medical head of the, Brit- the British Medical Association's council chair, said that the plans to relax lockdown in England for five days Christmas did not follow the science. And this seems to be a theme. How many times these the, the actual science this scientists and the medical people have been saying this is we shouldn't do this, we shouldn't do this, and Boris is like, well, fuck it. Let's have it. So yes, they've made the right choice, but it's at eleventh hour. And it's because they've been kind of forced to. You've got that you've got this crazy ass strand that's super that's super infectious. And now you have to spin the block. It's ridiculous. So to give some impact on the new strands, so like they clocked that late November, that in terms of cases of COVID, the new strand was in London about 29, 30% of the cases. December the 9th, it was 62%. So it's now become the more dominant strand. And that's what, and that's bad news because if that's, the, if two out of three people who currently have COVID have the more, inf, have the more transmissible strand, that means the amount of people that will get COVID will be higher than before. Do you know what I mean? So it's a very, very, very precarious situation. And it's so precarious, it's got other countries acting fast. So, so far, as I'm recording this, I'm recording this at 3pm Sunday, 20th of December. Italy, Austria, Belgium, and the Netherlands have banned travel from the UK temporarily. Bro, we don't want you, man, coming in here with your super, with your super, your super Saiyan COVID strain. And now we're, now we're going to be in the mud. You man pattern that, keep yourself there. And I, and the main thing about travel is that I saw a girl that um, I follow online, she just got back from holiday. She said, yeah, she just cut through, no checks, no nothing. That's a story for another day. And there's talks that Germany and France are now considering this. So over the next few days, you'll probably see quite a lot of countries, especially within the EU region, just kind of lock off travel as they should. Me personally, nobody from the UK is coming to my country. Sorry, don't care. Stay indoors, is where it is. You can't come, you can't come. Now, the scary thing for people so far is like, what's going to happen? Because even the tier two, even the tier three, people were like, when is it going to end? Like tier three was meant to end, I think, once it was meant to be reviewed on the 21st, which would have been today or late next week. I can't remember. I think it was 21st. I might be picking dates on my ass. So apologies. But essentially, the tiers were meant to be reviewed every two weeks. Now we're in tier four. Now, the government already said that the tier system is likely going to be in place till March. Well, today, Health Sec Matt Hancock has pretty much implied that this is very, very scary. Like Matt Hancock seemed a lot more serious and concerned than Boris was in his press conference on on Saturday. Matt Hancock's basically saying, listen, until the virus ro- until the vaccine rollout's effective, we're, we're likely to be in tier four. So he said. I think it will be very difficult to keep it under control until the vaccine has rolled out. And if and the government have always said we're not going to ease any lockdown until we got things under control because we don't want to overwhelm the NHS. We don't want people to get sick. We don't want people to die. So they've already said that to, that the virus won't be proper patterned. I mean, the vaccine won't be properly rolled out to the masses until like April 2021. So are we going to be in the mud for that long? I don't know, but it's not looking good. Boris did say that this will be reviewed. This tier four will be reviewed on December the 30th, but I just don't simply see how 
in 10 days you could reverse back down and I simply wouldn't like I'll probably let this run for a month I know it's destructive economy but if you don't tackle these things properly you're just going to keep going into mini, to mini lockdowns in terms of the length I'm talking about and that's going to keep on disrupting the economy you don't even let the recovery get into full swing so yeah it's crazy and even today Matt Hancock was saying that we people in tier four should, should behave like they got the virus so basically staying stay indoors. That's what he's saying. That's like, this. these are very, 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 very serious words from the health sec. So this tier four is not a joke. It's not a joke at all. And I feel so sorry for businesses because it's been a very, very treacherous year. Treacherous year for jobs. A lot of people are talking about their Christmases being ruined. And I can't lie, I'm struggling like, Maybe I'm speaking from a place, a position of privilege, because I know I can still go visit my family anyway. And it's going to be cool. And I'm quite comfortable being on my own, being in my own space. So maybe I might not need Christmas mentally as much as other people. And I'm a bit of a Scrooge. Like, not a Scrooge, I just don't really care about Christmas like that. Do you get it? So, but yeah, people are really, really unhappy with this. Uh, businesses are angry. People are angry at Boris for doing this, but he ha- like my argument to people is that they have to, what they're doing right now, they have to. It's even probably a diet version of what they're doing. Don't, don't get me wrong. These lot have been wrong literally from the beginning to today's date. Ongoing, they've been wrong, but this has to be done. Also, Rish, earlier in the week, Rishi Shanak announced the, the end of the furlough scheme will be extended. So furlough will be, still, the furlough scheme will still be active until the end of April next year. And also he will be extending the government guaranteed COVID-19 business loan schemes until the end of March next year. So this is the government trying to keep on supporting the economy because it's kind of crazy out here. So right now about 2.4 million people are covered by furlough. At the height of its scheme was 9.6, so considerably lower, so it's not as much of a input. But yeah, that's how it's looking now. So yeah, so those are the latest. That's the latest just for COVID as of now. Things will develop. We'll learn more stuff. A quick analysis. I generally don't think people are going to follow these rules as stringently as they would have in the earlier times. And I think a lot of things have played a part. One, probably fatigue of like being in lockdown and out of lockdown and into lockdown. And you're still standing, still survivors. are probably thinking, Ugh. two, Christmas. Like a lot of people are off work. It's a festive period. People want to spend time with friends and family. And also free, I think people's faith and trust in the government is in the mud. And especially when Dominic come, with the whole Dominic Cummins um, saga, how we saw the government stick by, stick by him and say he didn't break the rules when it was very clear he did. I think they lost a lot of legitimacy and sovereignty there. So I don't know. We'll be interested to see how things are. We had um, the front, I mean, what's her name? <sighs> Preeti. Basically saying, yo, if your neighbours are getting lit, snitch, <laughs> call the police and stuff like that. It's just very interesting times. So people, be safe, be careful. Whatever you do, be safe and be careful. Just because you may be a young person and you could put your most likely be able to survive COVID. It's not just the fact that you can survive COVID. Yeah, cool, you can survive. But who are you potentially passing COVID to on a train or on a bus or in the shops? Because especially with this new strand, especially us Londoners, 
were more likely to get this new variant of COVID and you're more likely to pass it on. And if you're more likely to pass it on, it's, that means more people are likely to be at risk. And more people like to be at risk, more people may potentially die. So let's be safe. Like, obviously, I'm not advocating for breaking the rules, but if you're not going to be the most law-abiding, at least be digital, like, don't be in and out of Tesco's and that if you if you know you're going, mixing around with bare people. Like, just try to be, you know what I mean? Like, even if you're doing link-ups with groups, try and make it some more groups or groups of people that you're exclusively seeing. Try to stick to your, to your social, I mean, your support bubble and all them things there. But yeah, that's it for this week's podcast. Let me know what you think. Any questions, hello at dysonomics.com. Tweet me underscore nomics or just use the dysonomics hashtag on Twitter. Dysonomics on IG underscore nomics on Twitter. Until next week, peace and blessings. Sports Social Podcast Network.